0: You are listening to the number one branded content afl theme podcast recorded on Thursdays in the 18 to 45 years of age, males category and under 60 minutes class in the country. It was a massive week last week. Brownie is back tipping winners for fun. And we can, for the first time, reveal our new podcast name, That and much, much more on this weekend's AFL Sportsbet podcast. Welcome back for what we can officially say for the first time to Brownie, Richo and Hummer podcast, the sports bet and the 24-up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> is that the new name you were talking about? <laughs> How long did it take you to come up with that one? Well, Brownie, Richo. Off. And what was that rubbish off the top where you carried on about the 18 to 45? Well, we had, that?
0: That? we had a huge week. But what is that?
1: That's the category that we're in. Everybody listening has just gone to sleep.
0: That's the category that's we're in. glass eye stuff. That is the category we're in, and we're number one. Are we, we,
1: actually, actually, are we on here? I don't are think you? people care about that <laughs> stuff. You need to really need have here. a
0: look at where you're heading. <laughs> I was banned to have a bad intro eventually. Eh? But I'll tell you what, are we back to Earth, boys? We got to number 19 in the podcast, in the country. You, well, are, when you
1: bring we, Batman in, that's what happens. Are we actually on here? Mm. Yeah. I think so. <laughs> oh, we are. So we're in the top 20,
2: Top we? 20.
0: <laughs> one weekend of some star power, we make it to the top 20. Where do you reckon we're going to be after that
1: intro? <laughs>
2: We might be out of the top 100. Though, don't
1: we? <laughs> it wasn't that You're bad. You're pumping up, we can officially launch our new name, and you've gone with Brownie, rich and Hummer. That's the new name.
2: <laughs> what was wrong <laughs> with in the uh, the creative boys.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'll
0: tell you what, we had focus group for weeks. We we're all surrounding around butcher paper and no bad ideas. Get him in. And that was the name we ended on.
2: So that means Lakey's is he officially missing? Gone. Because I thought he was back this week, Lakey. No,
1: <laughs> we don't know where he is. We're asking for our money back. Uh, but obviously, he didn't take the ratings to where... You've taken it was, Matt. Uh, but it's been a big week in footy. It's been Very a big, massive especially week Especially for ex, ex-footballers that you played with, ex-coaches you played with. Yes. I'll uh, push-up King, Jake mm. King. We, we don't want to talk about the bad stuff that Jake gets up to. More the good stuff, uh, Matthew. And I did note he was in court during the week and he wore a, he wore a horrendous jacket. I'm not sure where <laughs> fashion, he was going with that jacket. Fashion was never Jake's strong point, Nathan. It's not. He's one of those bogans that think he is really cool. He's got all these bling. Mm. He's got his tattoos. But unfortunately... He gets it wrong, but he's a tough little man, and uh, a story I love about Jake King is many years ago, we used to go down to uh, Kerford Road at Albert Park the Mm. day after a footy game, and we'd have to get in the beach, whether it's today being uh, nearly winter, 13 degrees, every Sunday, Mm. Matty Hornsby, our fitness coach, would make us get in the water, and something that the big fella over here absolutely hated, and something that he'd never got Past. You, had, you had to get into yep. your hips and then sometimes you have to jump all the way in. Matt never jumped all the way in and push up. Always used to like to run past Matthew and just splash him a little bit. And oh. Matthew so that's wasn't overly getting in, getting happy because, about it.
2: Let's be honest, Jake had small man syndrome. <laughs> he had a severe case of it and because I was uh, one of the bigger blokes around the club, he couldn't handle that. He hated big blokes. <laughs> because he had the worst case of uh, small man syndrome I've ever seen.
1: But what was funny when this happened, Matthew used to blow up. He's got a a good temper on him, as you've seen when he misses a goal at times. But everybody would ring around, Jake and Matthew, and we'd say, now wrestle, wrestle. Everybody would chant like he did in the schoolyard. So everybody (laughs) would get around him so they can't get out. And you know what was funny? Every time we did this, it was probably at least six or seven times, there was only one person who went in the water, and that was the big fella, Matthew <laughs> Richardson. He could not get the little man down. And you've got a theory over it, but, geez, it brought some humour to uh, us. That
2: was because of my high centre of
1: gravity. <laughs> <laughs> and
2: because in the water, you know, I'd lose sort of my balance in the water. And Because Jake was so small, he'd sort of ankle tap me and get me to the ground. If we had have had a wrestle on dry land, yep. there was no way no he could beat me. <laughs>
1: yeah. He is kidding himself, Jake. Dry him. land stuff, huh? You've got yeah. him
2: fifty by 50 kilos, though. You just grab him. No, but as I said, Hummer, you didn't listen. The water, and being in the water and the high centre of gravity that I have, Jake would just go down low, and it took away my advantage. Dry land I would have won every time. But it was a big week uh, for one of our old coaches as well, Nathan. Terry, Terry Wallace Wall- into Ooh. the
1: Hall of Fame. Uh and not before time as well. Massive yeah. uh, a lot of best and fairest, a lot of premierships at Hawthorne, went to the Bulldogs, won another two best and fairest, coached the Dogs to two preliminary finals in a row. His record not as good at the Tigers, obviously but uh, which we suffered at, but uh, a great inclusion and many yeah. great stories about the plot Oh, many, many stories about uh, Terry. A quick one, uh, we went to his house for a barbecue one
2: Sunday afternoon a bit of a bonding session mm-hmm. and we'd heard about uh, you know the myth that uh, Terry had a solarium and none of us believed it. I just thought it was a myth i thought there is no way known that a grown man Terry's age <laughs> <laughs> would have a solarium anyway we get into his house and he he takes us straight into his uh entertainment room i guess rumpus room and the first thing he did was look over into the corner and proudly look at all of the boys and goes, there it is, lads. <laughs> and would you believe it, Hummer? There's actually a solarium
1: in his house. He would have to wow. be the only a- grown man yeah. in Australia to have a solarium in his house. It was a leather case to one, like brown leather oh. over the top. It was your real sort of porn star one. Yeah, they're, they're legal these days, aren't they? I think uh, they are now. Yeah, they are. Has he
0: still got it? Do you
1: know? I reckon he does. Uh, I think he does, yeah. yeah. I think uh, if you had one before that, you can still keep it. Ah. But uh, one of the great stories that was, for me, when he was coaching us at the Bulldogs, it was 2001, and we'd, I reckon we'd lost a couple of games and we were just about to slip out of the eight. And he'd come up with this concept that uh, it was we're going to war. We're playing Port Adelaide at the old Optus Oval, um, and the whole thing was war. So either you're a volunteer or you're a conscript. And uh, there was Quite a few. People, there was a few people who were scrabbling to the dictionary <laughs> to find out what a conscript <laughs> is. Is volunteer good? Anyway, uh, so he put everybody's names up on the wall after the game on on the whiteboard, and it turned out that uh, he had one volunteer pile and one conscript pile so you go in you quickly scan for your name and fortunately this day I was okay I was a volunteer but you had to still double check to make sure that was the right one so there was only five people in the volunteer section so that left and it was only 21 in the teams those days so that left uh, 16 people who were in the who were um, in the conscripts so, he's gone through name by name. The first one he's gone to was Brad Wewer, and he started belting the wall, <laughs> belting this uh, whiteboard, as if to say, you are, and this is at the top of his voice, weak, insipid, <laughs> weak, Insipid. He said "Weak and insipid five times each. (laughs) And all the magnets started falling off the board. And that was it for Brad. I don't think he ever played AFL (laughs) footy again at the Bulldogs. He went to Kingsley Hunter. And uh, Kingsley Hunter kicked three goals in the last quarter. Hadn't had a touch for the rest of the game. The game was done. Game was done and dusted. He said, kinger. He goes, people were dead all around you on the ground. He goes, you were pulling dead bodies over you to hide from the enemy. And as soon as the game was over, you got up and started shooting them in the back. Oh, oh no. <laughs> and the other one, it was uh, Sean Burgoyne, one of his very first games, along with Bob Murphy, one of his very first games. And Bob Murphy had to play on Sean Burgoyne. And pretty ta- handy mm-hmm. player, Sean. Towed him up uh, early. And he said, Murph, he goes... If I put a knife in between you and Sean Burgoyne and the first one that got it survived, he goes, Bang, you're dead and he went up to Murph and did the knife action to his forehead. Oh, oh. No.
2: Coaches came um, up with, you know what Terry was? He was innovative, wasn't yeah, he? He, he loved was. to come up with a, a different plan every single week.
0: And you, you're both adamant, though, sprays of that ilk are gone they in are. today's day and age. Oh, we, they got time are. They for, be.
2: we got time for one more quick Yeah, of course, course, absolutely. Yeah. It was obviously when he came across to Richmond. I'd heard about some of his sprays being pretty good. The first uh, one that uh, we came across early in his coaching career, Kane Pettifer, uh, one of our good mates. Pretty happy with himself, Kane. Uh, when he when he uh, had a good game, he liked to call himself the P-Plane. If, he, if he'd taken a big mark, he was the P-Plane. He went through a bit of an era where he took some big marks, he did, didn't he? he? So the P-Plane had taken. He took two mark of the weeks, two weeks in a row. So he'd been calling himself the P-Plane around the club all week. This uh, game, the third week in a row, the P-Plane didn't get out of the hangar. <laughs> so we're sitting we're sitting uh, around after the game and Terry went through every player individually. He played went, in Tassie. Yeah, went through, Nathan, went through. I didn't play, I was injured, but I was uh, down there watching anyway and I was standing in the corner of the room and I was quite enjoying Terry spray each player as he went along. He finally got to Kane and all he said to him was, Kane, you call yourself the P-Plane? More like bloody pee brain, zinger, and that was it. That was That's it. all he said.
0: He's I been known this. as the pee brain ever since. So he's now the pee brain. Oh, big. Hey, do you do you find out well and truly before that you've been like that you're going to be in the Hall of Fame? Do they give you time to repair? And... Yeah,
2: the chairman uh, Richard Goiter rings uh, everyone and, and and lets them know. Back in uh, my time it was Mike Fitzpatrick, but yeah, he personally calls you and, and lets you know. So it's a pretty nice call to
0: take. Hummer, are you both in it? Are you in <laughs> it? <laughs> uh,
1: there he goes. Well played. Yeah, good <laughs> one. Hummer. All
0: right. Hey, Friday night. Carlton are getting their fourth Friday night game. I tell you what. Something's got to happen about Friday night footy next year. It's been a disaster. I mean, you have to work on a lot of it. Well,
2: I think the broadcasters should have the ability, Hummer, to be able to change it this time of year. Once Mm. there's a trend in place that a team is struggling, the broadcaster's got to be able to change the games around. They've got to be able to pick their game that they want to be on Friday night. So I think think the next broadcasting rights will be a floating draw where broadcasters can choose Mm. because obviously it affects the ratings. I just
1: don't get how they got to this, though, Matthew. Uh, We knew that Carlton were going to be... Okay, they could have they could have won eight to ten games and been okay, but they were never going to be fantastic. They lost yeah. Bryce Gibbs, um, and to put Carlton on so many Friday night games, they have absolutely was, destroyed the draw and the footy ratings was, for Friday nights. Yeah, a little bit premature, I would have thought.
2: You would have need uh, you need a team to probably at least have one year in in finals and show that they're going to do it consistently. I think
0: because this, this is the second time a couple of years ago this happened. Carlton, I think they had six on a Friday night, and it's just a disaster. A dollar three for Sydney. Write your own ticket, Carlton. $12.50. Are you going to go at the line on this one, Brandy? Well, I thought they
1: were pretty good, Carlton, last week. And the line is 53.5 at the moment. Um, The line last week down in the Cattery was 51.5. And I thought that Geelong would cover that easily. They played a more defensive game plan last week. Spoke to Daisy Thomas. He came into the Sunday footy show and he said they all week trained... For the Cattery, just defensive. They wanted to lock the game down. I can't see it being any different. It worked for them. They are in the game. They had an opportunity to probably win it in the last mm-hmm. quarter. That 53.5 line for me, I reckon Carlton can get inside that. I reckon they'll, they'll lock it down. Paddy Cripps, $1. seventy-two for 30 or more disposals. I think the, the mm-hmm. small ground, tight contested, I think you'll get 30 disposals.
2: Yeah, uh, there's no way known that uh, Carlton can win this game. The Swans will win comfortably. But I think Nathan's point's uh, not bad. I think they can probably get under the line there. I-, I think Buddy Franklin, another game back now, he's probably due to kick some goals. And, yeah, I'd be getting on him for a little bag this week if you wanted to have a look at something else. Mm. Saturday
0: afternoon at Eddie Had, the Bulldogs $4.75. Brownie, Melbourne $1.19. Melbourne, that. are they're one of three sides that are seriously being thrown up in the, the conversation about winning a flag. Are you, are you buying into it? or, you, I mean, we saw Melbourne going all right last year and they
1: choked at the, yeah. the final hurdle. Well, I am now because they, they've beaten someone. Before they played Adelaide, they they hadn't beaten anyone. They've beaten who they should have beaten and they've lost the sides that would have probably played in finals-type atmospheres. Now, they belted Adelaide, who have a lot of injuries at the moment, but it was... It was really clinical. It was a good display. And Melbourne, they'll grow confidence from that, I think. When, it, when a side starts to click, I remember back in 2004 when St. Kilda clicked. They were down the bottom for probably three or four years, St. Kilda. And then they had Rewalt, Kaczynski come in. And all these young draft picks, Joe Montagna, Del Santo, Goddard. All of a sudden, they clicked. And they won 11 games in a row, I reckon, in 2004 and a Grant Thomas. And ever since then, they were a good side. And I reckon Melbourne can do a similar thing.
2: Yeah, their, their last four or five weeks has been the best footy I've, I've seen for a while. It's, uh, it's free-flowing. They're scoring. Uh, they, their work around the contest is the best in the competition. There's no weak links in that team now. Their depth is incredible. And they have every right to think they're a strong chance for the premiership. They probably still have to beat a, a, a team in a big you know Friday mm. or Saturday night game. Adelaide. Had injuries, so there's a little bit of an excuse there. But I think Melbourne are the best team in it at the moment, along with the West Coast Eagles. Mm. Uh, They're playing an unbelievable brand of footy. So, yeah, the so I think they'll win quite easily. The total
1: points line is 179, right? Get on that. So, Mm. Melbourne in the last three weeks, 146, 159 and they also scored, as I go down, 146 again, and the week before that was 106. So, Ooh, yeah, they're, big, they're, big scores. They're averaging over 130 points a week, so...
0: Bloody hell.
1: That's exciting to watch. But they will score big, whether the dogs can score big or not, or whether the dogs try and lock it down, but they are the younger side out there, the dogs. I can't see them beating Melbourne, uh, but I can't see it being an 80-pointer either. Uh, now, last week, Brandy, you teed off at the, the prospect that... Uh, what
0: we had Thomas the Tank Engine gone no. from yep. straw, uh, from libraries, Cinderella C- gone. Uh, Political Winnie the Pooh, gone, gone, all of these books that are being stripped because they reference boy and girl, which is apparently he's frowned upon these days. Who are you who are you who have you got in your sights this week? Well,
1: uh, journalism sometimes I love what mm. I love reading a, a lot of uh journalists, and certain journalists really uh I like, yep, and some journalists, Who do you like? Well, I like Andrew Bolt, and that might be um, that. That might be <laughs> so you, you might polarise our. Uh, that, that is polarising, but uh, look, I don't always agree with what he says, but I like reading because it is it, it, it creates conversation. Yep. Now, I was reading something from the Daily Telegraph yesterday from um, a girl. I, I think it's a girl, uh, Danny Pogson, D A N I P O G S O N, and uh, the merit of this article from Danny D A N I. So I'm sure that's made up as well, but. <laughs> She was telling Ben Simmons who and who he couldn't go oh, out that, with. This was oh. an outrageous article. Ben Simmons is now going out with Kendall Jenner, who's obviously yep. one of the Kardashians. And they listed all the basketballers and sports stars that have come down since they've gone yeah. out with the Kardashians. The, the most famous one was uh, Lamar, who woke up. Lamar wrote. Oh, didn't he? He went real <laughs> <laughs> in the in the in the dancer's place and uh, couldn't quite revive himself. But look, so the things like that can happen, Matthew, mm. can't they? The chicken ranch, Lamar was in. Yeah, the chicken, <laughs> the chicken ranch. <laughs> But this article went on to say that Ben Simmons is going to wreck his career and uh, disgrace everything, and why would you go down that path if uh, you're just starting out Mm. in the world? Why would you do it? I mean, why wouldn't you do it? You're young. I don't think Danny would know Kendall Jenner either, would he? No. No. Or she. You're young. You're exciting. You're playing NBA. You want to find a girl that's probably not going to look at you as a star and uh, want to take half your money if things don't work out. This girl's got her own money. She's from a very famous family, whether a good family, I'm not sure, Um, uh, we don't know them personally, but he can date whoever the hell he wants. Correct. And when I look at Kendall Jenner on Instagram, and I look at Kendall Jenner on Instagram <laughs> every now and again, she is very, very nice looking. She's very nice why wouldn't Ben Simmons go out with her? I don't get why people would say, but into their lives and go, no, you can't do that. That's ridiculous. There. Danny Pogson, that's a that's a great last name as well. Fish and it, chip paper, that exactly. article. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Terrible. Not even fit, some would say, to wrap your fish and chips, that article.
2: Can I, can I bag something quickly? Yeah, of course you can. Seriously, the score of you. I know it's. Oh I know everyone, yes, here we I, go. I know everyone has done this, and it's been done to death, and we're probably all sick of it. But it's got to the point now where you actually don't need a goal umpire yep there's no point in having goal umpires because the obvious goals we can all signal those from the grandstand yep and they review everything else anyway there's mm. no point having goal umpires just get rid of them because seriously at the moment we don't trust them we don't let them make decisions it's got to the point now it's like a run out in cricket they used yeah. to they used to get them right most of the time they look uh they look for a review now when they're halfway down yeah. the yeah and the goal umpires have lost confidence now. They don't back themselves in. It's created a monster. The score
1: review system is an absolute disgrace. I know a punter last week who had a multi which was going to win. I think it was about six grand. Um, it was about an eight legger, so it was a it was only a five dollar investment, but had to have Jack Higgins being an any-time goal scorer. right? Oh, and obviously no. didn't get that goal, uh, which is which is extraordinary too, because it was a goal. I just
0: don't understand how they could possibly have, that, have come back and
1: said that's not a goal. Oh, in no angles
0: could they could that possibly have looked uh, no. behind.
2: Well, they've admitted that now, but you know what? You wouldn't want it to happen, as you always say, you wouldn't want it to happen in a grand yeah, final. Yeah, exactly. Imagine if that cost you a grand final and then the next day they admitted it was a mistake. Like, well, just, it's, it's going to happen. It, if if, if it we keep happen. going down this route, yeah. there's
0: a very good chance it will happen. Yeah. It'd be very hard being a goal umpire and knowing that every single decision you make
1: is going to be reviewed well, and you have to get it 100% right. But well, you lose not confidence, Hummer, yeah. and that's what's happened. Yeah, but we never had these problems 10 years ago. The umpires, nope. uh, you didn't have these many mistakes. I think, I think the umpire, uh, Damien Harwick made a really good point. He goes, uh, take the goal umpire for what he is. We review it up there. The only problem with that is if it is a point, it's called a point. Then they play on and the ball's off and gone. So that, that's the only issue that you have. But uh, if it's one of those stop-play type things where it does go through for a goal and it's going back to the middle, I reckon then you do it. Which
0: road would you prefer it to go down? Back to the old way without any umpire review or a way where it's only an umpire review and there's no goal umpire?
2: Well, that's what I'm saying. You must not have a goal umpire. Mm. If they want to go down this track, what's the point? Get rid of them. Would know. you
0: like to say it's crap completely and go back to the old way? Because there was there was no issue. I mean, you might get the old um one wrong But we've never had but this We never spoke about it at least Every single day The
2: problem when you bring new things in can't It lose was bought in for the Tom Hawkins Hitting the post in a grand final An absolute howler We mm. understand that But it's now evolved way past that mm. It's now being used for situations It doesn't need to be used in uh, So let the goal umpires back their
0: instinct in a bit more And the technology still isn't that great I mean there's still no. I mean look at that, if that, that Tom Hawkins one that was pretty obvious, but there's one if it's not as obvious. You're still not going to get a clear-cut look at it because we're looking at cameras that look like the film by a buddy iPhone from the yeah. crowd. No, you need, you need the technology to be
2: better as well, so there's a lot of different variables. Aren't mm. there?
0: Yeah. Hawthorne, Port Adelaide. They've won 22 of their last 24 down in Tassie. Yeah, we've got them at $1.94 outside of the 86. coin. The odds are a coin toss. We've taken even money on both sides, Brandy. Are you, are you
1: game to put your name to one of these? Well, those odds were around the other way last week. So Port were $1.94, Hawthorne um, so $1.86. So they have turned around. There's been a little bit more money for Port Adelaide over the last 24 hours. Hard to win down there, but mm. just having the week off, I think they'll be refreshed. Hawthorne, uh, I... I Their stagnant ball movement last week against West Coast hurt them. I thought they played okay other than that. So I'm going to go with Port head-to-head. Oh, yeah, it's a
2: toss of the coin. Mm. Have Port played down there before off the top of your head, Nathan? You know, I'm not sure if they have. they have. I think they have. I'm not sure if they have. And if they haven't, it is a different ground in Launceston. There's quite often a strong breeze down there, and it, it can take a little bit of time to get used to. We looked at the Giants and North down in Hobart. North play that ground well. The Giants had never. No, they haven't. Hadn't. Yeah, nope. they haven't. So I think that's a big factor. So I, I'm going to go Hawthorne. I think mm. if you haven't played there, I think it can take a while to get used to and Hawthorne play the ground well.
0: Hawks are they still? Are they, do you consider them a top eight contender?
2: Well, or will they drop out? Well, that's why I think they've got to win this week. If they don't win this week, you know they're five wins from eleven games. You've probably mm. got to win seven or eight more out of your final eleven. It's getting tough. So it's almost an elimination for them.
0: Gold Coast, Geelong at Metricon. Now, uh, Geelong have won the last six of eight against the Gold Coast. $1.30, $3.55. I think a bit of value there at $1.30 for the Cats. Uh, little one that I've just just looked up in the locker room. The last eight games between these two sides, Brownie, have gone over the total match points.
1: Yeah, they've been high scoring. Now, a couple of weeks ago, we tipped... Um, we tipped... Brisbane to beat Hawthorne up there in Brisbane. And you yeah. asked how. It, there's just certain little nuances here throughout a week or throughout a game or what happens. And yep. We felt that Hawthorne having six out um, and Brisbane playing at home, they'd been the best side without winning for a long time up there. And that led me to think that Brisbane might win that game, particularly at the line. Didn't expect mm-hmm. them to belt Hawthorne the way they did. This week, uh, I think Geelong, I think they're, they're gettable. I think Gold Coast are a huge chance for this reason. They've been travelling for the first 11 or 10 weeks of the season. They've gone to China. They've been everywhere. This is the first block of two weeks where they've been at home, at Gold Coast, in their own beds. Two good blocks, weeks of training. And now they play up there in uh, in Queensland. I think Geelong aren't going as well as what you can. So I'm not saying Gold Coast to win this game, but I genuinely think they've had two good weeks. They'll feel refreshed. Their minds will be at ease. I think Geelong, uh, Gold Coast, 21 points and a half, at the line is a really good bet. Mm. Uh, I think the cats will win. I, <laughs> <laughs> I understand what you're saying,
2: Nathan. Gary Ablett back at Metricon mm. against his old team. He's done a bit in his career, Gary. I reckon he'll be very, very motivated. Clearly, he left uh, the Gold Coast. He'll want to perform well against them. I'd, uh, I'd uh, tip Ablett to have a big game, and I think the Cats just not by a long shot, but uh, I think they'll get the job done. Well, the crowd begin. Can you see, him?
1: Gold Coast getting inside 21 and a half points.
2: Yeah, I can see that. Mm. Yeah. I think, it, I think it could be close, but I think Geelong will get on. I'm going to be
1: tipping Geelong, but yeah. I think Gold Coast can get inside that 21 and a half points. And would... don't be surprised if Gold Coast win.
0: Uh, well, what will the crowd be like? To... Will they be Will they be thankful for his services? Or like most crowds, when someone comes home, will they be Certainly getting into There going to be many people
2: there, <laughs> I, And the people that do go to Metricon <laughs> couldn't care less about the game. They just go out there to have a good time. So. Exactly.
0: <laughs> hey, the big one, Saturday night, Dreamtime. Now, did you love playing in Dreamtime?
2: Uh, only played in a couple, but yes, I did. I mean, any big night game at the MCG against Essendon, you're going to have a good crowd. This may be, and here's a little, uh, this is what you call research actually, Hummer. <clears throat> this could be the first ever home and away crowd on a Saturday. Of 90,000 people. It's never happened before. Oh, very nice stats. And uh, the MCC is saying that there's uh, not many seats left. So it's going to be a huge game. Yeah, Dreamtime. It's become become a massive Mm. event now. Second only to Anzac Day as, I guess, a showcase game. Yeah, it's going
1: to be a big one. What I did love during the week, I saw that the AFL put up the 2007 Dreamtime, the last five minutes mm. of the Dreamtime, and uh, Matthew was flying at this stage, yep. playing well. I was in the stands watching, injured with a broken leg, but uh, he took a mark on the outer side, and you might remember it was just when the hands on the back rule came in, so he's he playing on Can Mel I Michael. just quickly? Yep it was the week they changed the interpretation okay <laughs> i so, was the first so pig. i was correct that it had just come in so uh, the ball was kicked uh, long i think it might have been from cam howard cam Even uh, so Matthews just eased mel michael under the ball taken a good mark played on he was outside 15 into the boundary at this stage and clearly the umpire uh, had blown the whistle and it was clear to everybody maybe except matthew and the supporters all knew because then they were going sick At this stage, Matthew thought he was still going to roll in and kick a goal from 55 metres, which he did, but... What I've thought, and I've had a theory for a long time, Matthew, I don't think I've ever brought this up with you. I think you heard the umpire blow the whistle. I think you knew there was a free kick, and you thought, bugger this, I'm going to have a shot anyway. Incorrect. (laughs) Incorrect, Nathan. I did
2: hear the whistle. But like any sane forward who played the game for 13 years, I'd taken that similar mark once a week for the first 15 years of my career. I clearly thought Brett Allen, who was the umpire, had paid the mark, Nathan. So I played on, kicked the goal, which would have put us six points up, and we probably would have won the game. What happened is it went down the other end, they got a couple of points and won the game. What I want, after looking at that vision through the week, I want the AFL to reinstate <laughs> that goal to me, so that'll be 801 goals. <laughs> and I want the four points given back to Richmond because we should have won that game. That is the most outrageous pushing the back decision in the history of the game.
0: Just for the, for those that haven't seen it, what was the what did they change in the interpretation that week? What was the big difference that happened from the week before to the week prior? Well, you to the... used to be able to rest your hands there. You used
2: to yep. be able to rest your hands and then just fall back into a mark. There was no extension of the arms it wasn't a push in the back it was a hold and release but they all of a sudden they said you can't even put a hand on the back now clearly that's now been that and i was the first one
1: to get that first decision one. right they after about a week they started just letting them go again. <laughs> What I found extraordinary was it went down the other end like you said and they kicked two behinds and then Matty Lloyd took a mark on the 50 metre on the siren went. Matty Lloyd hasn't even celebrated all the other Essendon players are celebrating Matty Lloyd goes back two points up they've already won the game goes back kicks the goal and then runs around like he's actually won, <laughs> won the, the game, game after the siren <laughs> oh, for him. it
2: was already run. Come on Lordo <laughs> Now there's kids. a man who loves himself <laughs> oh.
0: Is that going to come up are you, have you got that footage for the Sunday Footy Show? What caught my eye I reckon yeah, I will just slide might that give, in
1: I give TJ a bit of a rest this week.
0: Hey, yeah, well, where's your... Uh, here's a little stat that I've, I've found today. I'm not going to claim it as mine because it did pop up in somewhere on the internet today. Now, this is... So, out of the 10 games that Essendon have played, they've played four against 2017 finalist sides. They've won all four. They've lost their six games against non-finalists. Richmond have played eight games against non-finalists, won all of them. Their two games against finalists have lost.
1: West Coast and Adelaide.
0: Yep. And a little... Uh,
1: Jack Rewalt doesn't miss much footy, Matthew. And I saw last week that they really struggled and how important he is to that mm. team now. When he played the role that where he was kicking six, seven, eight goals, they didn't miss him if he went out. Yeah. But now the structure and the role that he plays, I thought... For those moments after and for probably for two quarters, they really missed him until yeah. they figured out how to play without him. And uh, yeah. I reckon it could be an issue this week. I think Richmond will win. I'm going to tip Richmond. But the line again, 20 and a half. The Bombers are playing mm-hmm. really good footy. Their tackle pressure is good. So I worry with Rewalt out, it's a big out. It is a big out, but is he confirmed out? I think he's. I think he's
2: going to play. Is he going I to play? Think, is he? I think he'll oh, play. that's big news. I, yeah. having, you heard, heard it first. It. <laughs> no, as we're as we're doing this podcast, Richmond would be training, and I think he yep. has a he has to pass the
1: concussion test today. Looked like a pretty bad one though. Mm. I think he's normally able, they err on the side of caution with these ones. He was out before he hit the ground, wasn't he? My male coming uh, from Punt Road is that he's a strong, strong chance to play. Rich Hickey. All right. So. One of the most relaxed men in the uni- history of the universe, the doctor down yeah. there, Rich yeah. Hickey. Yeah. Yeah. So what, just it, a little...
2: I think Jack will play and I think it's oh. going to be very close. Essendon played really good footy last week, but I, I think Richmond can get the job done. Don't, oh, don't be surprised if Daniel Rioli is a surprise selection. Oh,
1: where,
0: this
2: where? is
1: inside Look, Yeah, this is the big we, man. This is why um, you get your invoice. But I've been impressed with the Bombers and right, how they've gone. A lot better. Big tick to Dyson Heppel, too. Mm. Uh, I think he's been leading that club well. thirty
0: five for Richmond, $3.25. Dream time at the G. We go to the Sunday
1: games. West Coast oh, Just versus- before you move on, Josh Caddy's got to be talked about in all Australian form. Has to be. Yeah. Yep. Those he, six goals now puts him. I think he's in the All Australian team right now. It's it, it's his to stay there. If he averages two goals a game and gets touches. to you know fifty goals, I think he is the All Australian half forward forward pocket. No, good call. Toby Green last year two goals and twenty touches.
2: Yeah, one of the great years as a half forward. Caddy's numbers are similar. Yeah. We've not better. I kicked fifty six goals
1: one year and oh. make it. I don't know how that happened.
2: How do you put up with him in the office? Oh, I
1: tell you what. Ever would you since... expect fifty six goals from half forward to make it? I would have thought. Yeah, no, I would. Yeah, Why'd you. you kick it in the two years you were included? Uh. F- 57, and one other year I played more midfield, about 34 or something. Geez, mm. he's happy with himself. Oh, way. isn't
0: he, Just It's <laughs> <I> a <mean, ever laughs> si- long time ago. Ever since, <laughs> ever since the open mic, when public perception, <laughs> Nathan Brown's turned around as well, he's now absolutely adored on social yeah. media. Yeah. He's just, a, just even more swagger in the way his shoulders sort of go from side to side as he yeah. walks.
2: Well, and if you know him as well as I do, that seems impossible <laughs> that you could have more <laughs> swagger. <Yeah. laughs>
0: Hey, Sunday, West Coast, they host St Kilda Optus. Actually, it's still a Saturday night game, I think. Uh, four for West Coast, $11.50. Now, West Coast just absolutely flying. Ten straight, 40-plus or more
1: winning their last three games at home. Yeah, I think they'll... They'll smash St Kilda. Uh, St Kilda were very good last week. But for our punt club and whoever's in, cool. there, congratulations, four hundred of you, we had a win last week on the total oh, unders. This is the um, the big one he was talking. has yeah, been talking is... about for about a month. So went down to uh, Cam Dean as our head trader, and I, I was having a look at the futures weeks and West Coast St Kilda. Mm. I thought dollar fifteen. That's a pretty big one. I'll have a look at the line. The line was thirty three and a half. I thought I said to Cam, Cam. What would you have the line at for West Coast and Kilda in Perth next weekend? He goes, oh, I'll probably make that about fifty-two. I said we got it at thirty-three at the moment, so I might have that for the Punters Club. And uh, mm. straight after that, he moved it to fifty-three. Oof. Just
0: apologies to anyone who was listening last week for repeating that, for hearing that story right. for the second time. <laughs> good,
1: good story, though. <laughs> I'll tell you what though, on I
2: think he might have it right. Yeah, yeah I don't, I don't see uh, St Kilda getting within forty or fifty points. So, yeah, Jake Carlisle out. Kennedy and Darling in amazing yeah, form. Yep. Uh, you know they're going to have some young defenders on, big strong key forwards. It's going to be tough.
0: How many bones has the Punters Club got on that result?
1: Uh, we have uh, one thousand large. Mm, out of uh, how much is in the pool? How much is in the pool? We've got four and they thousand. We're oh. about seven hundred bucks up for the Punters Club so far. Oh, you're up. That's yep. all right.
0: Ir- we spoke about this last week. Irresponsible yeah. putting twenty five percent of your kitty. Dollar four for West Coast. Eleven dollars fifty. That is as long as you're ever going to see a two horse race. I would have thought. Now Brownie, it's it's reminiscent time. It's time for you to reminisce.
1: Certainly is, Simon. <laughs> oh, I missed this one on the run now. We'll
2: just keep moving. What I
1: liked, uh, we were in New York once, and uh, we talked about this already. Haven't yeah, you? but we we, we had a lot of stories from New York, Matthew. And uh, the one story I liked was when you lost your wallet. One night, and we are in a – we got an Uber. They didn't have Ubers back then, but we mistakenly got into a – It was a limousine. A limousine. So, you know, where they stand out the front when you yep. walk outside a nightclub, and they go, you need a taxi, bros? Yeah, oh, yeah. we actually had the nice big black Lincoln there. With, How good are we going here? Well, it was freezing cold, so there were no cabs around. You're jumping yeah, it was straight. January. You're so, jumping straight in the car. So we went in there. We got in the cab. Um, and I had to get out early because I wanted to go and get a kebab. So they dropped me off uh, to get a kebab early but Ooh. did I laugh when I woke up in the morning and Matthew told me that he'd been ransacked for all his belongings? Well, they dropped... I don't know if he just saw
2: me as a weak link, the uh, driver, but as soon as he dropped Nathan off to get his dropped kebab... The muscle off. Which, mind you, was his uh, 21st night in a row of having that kebab. <laughs> uh, he did a U-turn and started heading back downtown. I said, no, mate, I'm a few more blocks up, just up the road there. And he said, no, you're not. I said, yes, I am. And he said, give me your wallet. Oh, and he shut the, you no, know, they just clicked the doors shut. And I thought, I'm in a little bit of strife here. <laughs> oh. So I got uh, my wallet out. And I, when I'm overseas, I only ever take uh, just some cash. And I don't take credit cards out with Ooh. me. I had a, an F-Post card, which, yep. you know, he's never going to be able to get into. So I happily gave him the cash I had, which was about $100. He took my card, thinking it was a credit card. I thought, now let me out now. He said, no, give us your watch. So I had a very <sighs> nice watch on which I've now replaced with the same one I've got on now. So I handed over the watch, and I thought, surely he is going to let me out now. Yep. He said, uh, no, mate, I want your phone. I oh. had a, I said, surely you don't want this thing. I had a $20 <laughs> plastic phone that I'd bought over there and put a SIM card in. He ga- he took the phone. I thought, right, he's going to let me out now.
1: He had he, a gun at this stage. You, have, you, have, you haven't yes. said that part. I know. Oh, wow. This is when he produced it, mate. Ooh. <laughs> He said, "Give us your shoes,
2: <laughs> I had a brand new pair
1: of shoes on that I'd paid a lot of money for." I hey, said, "No, you're not having a lot of money too." I was there when he yeah. bought them. I said, "How he are we talking?" He was so happy with his shoes. Oh. I said, "No, no-
2: north of three. I said, "You're not having my shoes, <sighs> mate. I've got to walk home in the snow. You're not having my shoes." <laughs> That's when he showed me uh, his little uh, bit of equipment Ooh, oh, revolver. <laughs> so I gave him the shoes <laughs> <laughs> straight off. <laughs> he let me out. As I got out with my socks on in the snow. I said, mate, can I at least have my phone back? And you know what he did? He actually wound down the window a little bit, gave me the phone back, and that I was safe at this stage, so I started abusing him. <laughs> and as he drove off, he put his head out the window, and he goes, at least I gave you a phone back. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what a polite man. The $20 phone. Wow. Yeah. How did things... Est- Go up a notch when you see the little revolver just yeah. sticking out. So Nathan
2: his... had a chuckle when I uh, walked back <laughs> I in the door the of the uh, the Airbnb, and he's halfway <laughs> through the kebab, and I've got my socks on.
0: <laughs> so did you uh, did you go, to the, poli- go to the police? Go the police and stuff with him?
2: No, nah, I just let it go.
0: Oh, three and a half. True you can't story, be spending no. over three on shoes. No True matter. True story. No, three
2: hundred, um, not three large.
0: Oh.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a lot more than 300 <laughs>
0: A Sunday afternoon Footy at Etihad Stadium We've got North Melbourne taking on the Brisbane Lions North Melbourne twenty four. Brisbane $4.10 Brownie the f- Kangas
1: just flying Ridden yeah. off at the start of the year. Yeah, they were. And I, I think they're going well enough to cover the line here. 27 and a half of the Kangaroos there. They are flying at the moment. And the over-under points, 174. Both these sides score pretty quickly. So mm. at Eddie had under the roof over 174. So if you want to have a same-game multi, I'd be going mm. north of the line into the total overs. Yeah, North will win this. Pretty yep. simple. I- They've got. I reckon they play
2: finals now. If you look at their yeah. draw, they've got yeah, a great draw. Great run home. What an exceptional performance from North Melbourne this
1: year. I think they'll uh, win pretty comfortably. Where would you have them at the start of the year? Bottom uh, four? Bottom four, yeah, like everyone. Yeah, I'm not going to say otherwise. There's not anyone out there who had North yeah. Melbourne anywhere else in the bottom four, Don't unless mean, they were supporters. They're
2: actually not as young as
1: people think, though. They've still got
2: a lot of experience in that team, which are helping their young guys develop quicker. And, uh, yeah, Brad
0: Scott's done an amazing job twenty four is some juicy value there, Brandy Irene. There's no way they're losing to Brisbane at home. None. Hey, Collingwood host Fremantle, twenty one. 21. This is the twilight game at the G. $4.45 will get you on the Dockers. They have not lost to the Dockers at home since 2014, the Pies. Gee, Brody Grundy's going to have another big game. Yep. Uh, Sanderland's not playing. Yep. They're in a
2: bit of trouble. I think the Dockers on the G. Collingwood are playing consistent footy. Grundy is in unbelievable Is pain. he the
0: old australian one?
2: Oh uh, look, you have got Max Gorn, who's doing an amazing job as well. But she's i to have Grundy, and I think just because of what he does around the ground, Gorn, mm. uh his tap works the best in the comp. But geez, Grundy's been good.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think Collingwood will win this one, and uh, the line's getting a bit big for me thirty and a half. They're not big scorers, Collingwood. I think they they lock down and they they do what they need to do. So the line of thirty doesn't really. and then a dollar twenty one. 21. So I'm going to have a. I'm going to tell you. Uh, I'm going to have a multi at the end of this. So I'm going to mm. multi all three of the Sunday games, and you get about $2 for that. So uh, after the next game, we'll, well the, talk about that.
0: D- d- tuck that one. Well, the last game of the round, Adelaide versus GWS. This one at Adelaide Oval. We've got Adelaide at $1.32. GWS, injury ravaged. They've hardly got anyone playing for them. $3.40. Where's your money? And when, hey, are, when are they getting when, people back?
2: When you say injury ravaged, the Crows have probably got more. Yeah, out- True. Mm-hmm. Like, we're forgetting that. Adelaide has actually done a good job to be where they are with mm. the amount of injuries they've had. Um, they've probably got more depth than uh, GWS at the moment. Crows will win at
1: home, but yep. they've,
2: they've got injuries as well. I'm not sure if they get anyone back this week, the Crows. I don't get
1: too many back, but our old mate Brady Deledio had another setback, so mm. his calves are no good. I'd be putting him on ice for the rest of the year. I don't think they can play finals, GWS. Pretty disappointed in what I saw last week. I, they just their Their ability to work at the contest and um, do anything for anybody else. They are genuinely playing like a team of stars at the moment. I thought for a period last year, they they got it and they'd started playing really good footy all together. And at this stage, they're they're nothing like the team they were 12 Mm. months ago. Yeah, And the
2: Crows cannot possibly play as badly as they did against Melbourne. Do you reckon Don Pike will say anything to his team?
1: That was extraordinary, wasn't said, it? That was
2: great. I love that. Just stared at them. Yeah, he, he would have been pretty frosty after that game, Don Pike. Yeah, the Crows win. That, that was a long
0: stare, wasn't it? It was, it was good. like thirty seconds. Yeah, it was, good. it was good. Do you ever get a stare? Any of your coaches ever implement that sort of
1: tactic? Uh, not plenty. like the stare, but uh, more just brute brutality, really, mm-hmm. with words. I got stared at a bit in team meetings. <laughs>
0: would you ever stare back? Was there? Would you ever? As a because can you give asleep. a sleep? Can you give a stare as a player to another player? Or would you prefer the Brendan Goddard approach?
2: No, I think you can. You can mm, just give yeah. them a
0: look. Oh, uh, yeah. How'd your multi go last week, Bernie? Because you went large. Well, I can't remember how it went. Um, <laughs> isn't it funny? This is what <laughs> yeah, this amazes is, me. Yep. Like,
2: when he, if, if this West Coast thing gets across <laughs> the line, he'll be telling <laughs> yeah. us all about it next week. What was
1: my multi last week? I can't remember. Anyway, this week multi. <laughs> I just su- know it didn't get up. All Sunday know games: it. Adelaide, Collingwood, North Melbourne. Uh, they all win. Now, GWS let my multi down because I went with um, the four games. Yep. and uh, GWS lost. So, so you reckon was- all the Sundays? In I reckon all Sunday games. You multi, and you get two bucks. I think uh, I don't. I can't see Adelaide losing. Can't see Collingwood losing. Can't see North Melbourne losing. Yep. You get two bucks for that.
0: Now Richo had a much more measured approach to his last week and it just went very nicely. Just a couple a couple of sure things, a little bit of a tickle in your flying. Mm. Hey um goal kicking problems Richo. Now this is a it's an age-old discussion, isn't it? I mean everyone likes talking about it how much well firstly was it better back in the olden days because no. that's something that always gets thrown around. No it wasn't better. And why is it so difficult? What what is it that why how can these guys and I know this gets discussed at length, but this is a good opportunity because we've it's got one few, of the all time greats.
1: There's a few reasons. Yep. You're much maligned for your goal-kicking, though, but your percentages are pretty good. It's not mm. as bad as people think.
2: Yeah. yeah. I won't tell that. I'll tell that another week because it's a long story. But I, I will tell you, and a lot of people that maybe listen to this might have heard the theory. Yep. You know why it hasn't got better in the last uh, I like this theory. probably yep. 10 years? Remember the grand final, uh, Anthony Rocker, Collingwood? Yep. Was given a point when it went over the top another of the point. post. What did the AFL do that pre-season? They increased the size of the goalposts. They extended the height of the goalpost by a lot. Heaps, right? Ah. Now, the round one game the next year, I, now I don't want to sound like I'm using myself as a, no. an excuse Cal, every know, time. You've earned the right, I would have thought. But I was the guinea pig again. <laughs> round one, like they're pushing the back <laughs> row. Round one the following year, we played Collingwood at the MCG. I walk out on the ground uh, before the game to have some shots at goal, warm up. And the Ponsford stand was down at this stage. What year was this, 2004? Yeah, it'd been torn down. So the Ponsford stand was down. There's a wind blowing mm. a gale through where the Ponsford stand I've used to three be. Three boats, is not. The other thing I noticed was that the goalposts were heaps high, and I immediately felt claustrophobic looking at them because it's an optical illusion. Ah. Now, if you stand on a train track yep, in the middle and you look down the train tracks, what happens as they get further away from you?
0: Ah, uh, they get closer in. They
2: get closer together. Now, that is the effect that the taller goalposts have. As Ooh. you look at them, it feels like they're closing in on you, and
1: it gives players the feeling that, Jesus I'm going to... tighten up. Yeah, tightening ah. up. I'd love to take him to task on this, and I've heard people take him to task on Channel 7, uh, and they <laughs> yeah. ridicule him. Yeah. I 100% agree with him. Yeah. And I wish I didn't. I wish I didn't, because I'd love to sit here and bag <laughs> him for it, but it is a good theory, which I agree yeah. with. Um, and uh, the higher they go... I remember being a young kid, or yeah, even yeah. in my early career... Go to a suburban ground. Yeah, we you should say yeah. the grounds I
0: play on. The goalposts are the same height as the buddy point post. <laughs> Easy That's to like
1: kick, <laughs> because you don't feel like you're restricted. All yeah. of a sudden, you've got a high yeah. goalposts. You feel like you're, and yeah. you And you almost, like, try and aim in them. So, so,
2: that is one reason goal kicking's poor. There's many other reasons, and maybe if Lakey's not back next week, we can have a look at that. No, Lakey's done. Lakey's
1: done. That first game you're talking about, I kicked two goals five that night as well. Well, yeah, you weren't asking, you Nathan. Go. <laughs> to go to the 30, 33 disposals Well
0: I'll tell you what There's a little We should do a little test We should go to the G With a few AFLs, yeah. You know X Probably X AFLs, And then stars, go to a suburban and ground And then go to suburban ground And compare
1: Yeah
0: There you go I don't we can do that, that
1: can do, Why not oh, it's, It sounds like a lot of work nah. it? Oh, what
0: Driving to two grounds Hey Richo Storytime last week Was yeah. an absolute hit Yeah Have you got one for us this week
2: Do you want a, a quick Danny Frawley one It can be as long, it can be as quick. It can be
0: whatever you want.
2: All right. You're the star. uh, Towards the end of... Well, right near the end of Danny's uh, coaching career at Richmond. Clearly, he was, you know, he was facing the axe. Yep. Everyone knew it. And uh, we drove into Punt Road on this particular day, and I was driving down Punt Road about to turn into the ground, and I could see all of the, uh, you know, the various networks there, Channel 7, 9, 10, even ABC had turned up, SBS... And all of them had their OB broadcast fans there. And, you know, you know the pop-up yep. big aerials that come out? I could see them. I'm like, jeez, what, what's going on? You know, all the media's here. Something is happening. So I pulled into the, into the car park. I get out of my car and all of the, uh, the journos are there asking for a grab. You know, will Danny Frawley survive? Is he going to yep. get the sack today? No comment, no comment. So it was a really tense mood at punt road walked in we had our team meeting we immediately all went up to the graham richmond room where we had the team meetings nathan and we're sitting in there and uh, no one was really talking everyone was down in the dumps you know we had been beaten badly on the weekend the speculation about danny was getting to everyone so finally spud walked in and everyone had their head down you didn't want to make eye contact with him no eye contact you know if you make eye contact you could get a spray Uh, I'd had a bad game. I knew I was probably going to get one, so I definitely didn't make eye contact. Danny got up to the front, and that's when everyone put their head up. Danny's standing there, and he's got the compressor that puts the air in the footballs next to yep. him. Yep, We're looking at him mm. going, jeez, Danny's lost the here. What, <laughs> uh, What is he doing with the compressor? Anyway, he stood there, and uh, we're waiting, and he picks up the compressor, and he holds it above his head, mm. and he's looking at the boys, and he goes, boys, what am I? one of the young blokes in the front said, oh, I don't know, Danny, what are you? So he said it again, but a little bit louder. Boys, what am I? And again, another young bloke down the front, stupidly sitting down the front, mind you. Oh, silly. I was down the back hiding. And they said, oh, I don't know, Spud, uh, what are you? So he said it one more time, but he really said it loud this time. He goes, boys, what am I? And I think it was young Nathan Foley, who was sitting right dead centre, because he was very, you know studious nathan wanted to do the right thing and he said oh i don't know spud what are you and he looked at the boys with the compressor above his head and he goes i'm under the bloody pump <laughs> 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 oh,
0: that's quite clever
2: and it, you know what it was a good ice spray all the boys laughed and uh, we had the meeting it wasn't a good meeting and uh, spud got sacked the next day <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, Brad! All right. Well, thank you very much uh, for joining us, Richo. Thank you again for stepping in for. Well, I think is now it is now the retired Brian. Like he is done, Brownie. Have you spoken to Richo? We've got him for the rest of the year. I hope. Well, we haven't uh, done a contract yet. No, we haven't done a contract. Oh, just yet, keep but... keep sending <laughs> invoices. Like, the invoices, as long as yep, the invoices invoice is is getting paid, nah, we're it's good. To enjoy it. Please like, subscribe, comment. In fact, we really want you to subscribe and comment because we got to twenty. <laughs> Let's get us to nineteen this week on the podcast. Please charts. don't switch off after the intro. <laughs> That was a, that was a terrible intro. I'll work on it for next week. But if you are going to have a punt this weekend, please do so responsibly.